You are listening to Grab Them by the Pod, a member of the Ace Podcast Network. For joining us back here at Grab Them by the Pod, it's been a minute, but I am here as always, Kevin, along with Jesse. And wow, do we have a lot to talk to you about tonight? A lot happens when you take a couple weeks off, huh, Jess? There's there's so much going on. We can't keep up with it. Literally, from the moment we start recording, more news comes out. We just started recording, and as we hit record, uh, it came out that the New Yorker's Ronan Farrow reported that the person who's been leaking information out about Michael Cohen, uh, Michael Avenatti, has been getting a lot of it. Uh, apparently, he's doing so because. Uh, uh, two suspicious activity reports related to Cohen are missing from the Treasury Department's Financial Crimes Enforcement Network. Uh, and this person, who we, we don't know who it is, said, I have never seen something pulled off the system. The system is a safeguard for the bank. It's a stockpile of information. When something is not there that should be, I immediately became concerned. So I'm, I'm guessing we're probably going to talk about this next week. Uh, if you know, unless more stuff comes out and pushes that behind, uh, but we wanted to bring that up that it just literally broke and uh, we haven't had a chance to look into it yet, so we'll get back to it. I hope. Right? To be continued. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we will. And I'm sure there'll be even more coming up by the time we're done recording this. Uh, it's just crazy. But uh, before we get into some of the news, I just wanted to give a, a shout out to former Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid. Uh, I read these reco- recovering from treatment uh, for pancreatic cancer. Uh, they said the doctors caught it early. Uh, and it was during a routine screening why everybody should be getting that kind of screening uh, when you get to a certain age. Uh, they think the surgery was a success and the prognosis for his recovery is good. So we wish him well. Yes, you know, Harry Reid, the inspiration behind the the winning paper title back in the early 2000s in college, Read This Paper. Uh, yes, uh, you know, I'm glad to hear that the prognosis is pretty good. He's a tough guy. I mean, you know, he was an amateur boxer in his younger days, so he's pretty tough. He'll take this head on. Well, didn't he take some kind of weight lifting equipment to the face when he was I think, working out like, on his door or something? And it made him, he only maybe lost... I don't think he lost an eye, but I think he was going blind for a while. Yeah, he's, it's been rough for him. Yeah, he did have some uh, some issues with his workout equipment. Well, good luck to you, uh, Harry Reid. Wish you the best. Uh, but back to speaking of news that's just coming out nonstop. Uh, today, the Senate Intelligence Committee uh, said that they agree with the intelligence community that Russia interfered with the 2016 election and that they tried to help Donald Trump win. Uh, committee Chairman Richard Burr, who, by the way, is a Republican, said there is no doubt that Russia undertook an unprecedented effort to interfere with our 2016 elections. You see what happens, Kevin, when you have a committee that's not run by Devin Nunes? Yeah, I was going to say, but I thought he was cleared. You know, you know, Trump said so after the House Intelligence Committee released their only slightly biased report. It's nice seeing a committee where both sides can work together. I mean, I've Richard Burr. I, I've had uh, a weird relationship with Richard Burr for a long time because he, I think, worked in. 212 Russell, and I used to work in 213 Dirksen Senate office building. People always came to my office looking for his office. We're like, sorry, it's across the street. But uh, so this this committee also released uh, 2,500 pages of congressional testimonies related to the June 2016 Trump Tower meeting. And this is the meeting where Don Jr. was promised damaging information on Hillary from the Russians uh, that, that he said it wasn't about that. It was about adoptions. But we all knew what it was about. And uh, the stuff that came out, it just doesn't make Don Jr. look good at all. No, not at all. But, uh, you know, can we expect anything less from the Trump team? You know, we, we've kind of grown to expect this sort of thing. Is this surprising to anybody? How dare we? And I'll tell our listeners going forward because you know, they're all Trumps. 
I'll be referring to Donald Trump Jr. as Don Jr., and I'll just be talking about Donald Trump, the president, as Trump, uh, if you guys can keep that straight. So uh, first, publicist Rob Goldstone uh, had said that his source could provide official documents and information that would incriminate Hillary. And Don Jr.'s response was, seems we have some time, and if it's what you say, I love it, especially later in the summer. And in his testimony to Congress, yet Don Jr. confirmed that he was talking about opposition research. So right off the bat, Don Jr. has proven to be a liar, because as we just mentioned, he had said for a long, long time, that, yeah, we were just meeting with these guys about an adoption uh, we know that's not true, and now uh, the entire world knows it as well. I mean, can we blame him for being a liar, though? It's all learned behavior. It's like those old commercials, uh, public service commercials back in the 90s. I learned it from watching you. <laughs> and he was talking to his father in that commercial. Yeah, so exactly. you're, you're, you're right, man. You're right. Uh, that's I love that. It's good. Um, Don Jr., he's also playing the, you know, I do not recall. I, I have no memory of the events in question uh, when he said he didn't remember whether a call that came in from a blocked phone number was his father. You know, it's really interesting to me, Kevin, how all these self-proclaimed smart guys have such bad memories uh maybe they have to eat was it more carrots or what helps your brain function i don't even remember you know there's a reason jess why former secretary of state rex tillerson threw major shade at the <laughs> president uh this weekend in a commencement address at virginia military institute saying there's a growing crisis in ethics and integrity and leaders who conceal the truth the people who used to work for trump aren't even bothering to hide their disdain for him anymore they're just coming out and saying it uh yeah maybe you have to read between the lines but no one is confused by what tillerson is saying and uh, you're seeing that more and more the call was made on june 6 23 minutes after a call made to a russian pop star when they're going to be putting this uh, meeting together uh four minutes after that call he called the pop star back so if it was trump then, you know, he'd be a proven liar, though. I mean, a bigger liar than we already know Trump's a liar, but he'd be proven a liar, too, because Trump has denied knowing about this meeting. But it really just is amazing that uh, you know, this is a big event, I would imagine, in Don Jr.'s life. And he had a four minute call with a blocked number and he can't remember who it was. I don't think anybody is buying that. Are you? Uh, I certainly am not. But, uh, you know, Trump's been, you know, not recalling or lying about a lot of things lately. Money exchanged, you, you know, things like that. If you don't remember, you're not lying, right? You're just I, I don't. Maybe it's true. I just don't remember. Uh, and and let's, let us not forget that former Trump campaign manager Corey Lewandowski actually testified that the president's primary residence does block their number. So uh, as we said before, one plus one doesn't equal three. One plus one equals two, uh, and it just all adds up. Uh, no matter what the Trump campaign tries to tell or the Trump, Trump administration tries to tell us. Yeah, where there is smoke, there is fire. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Don Jr.'s attorney also, this is I think this is really damning, uh, tried to co uh, coordinate accounts with Goldstone about the meeting at Trump Tower. Uh, tell me, Kevin, if, if you're telling the truth, do you have to talk to somebody about what the truth is? You just know it. It's natural. Yeah, you know, any situation I've ever been in, that's for sure. I believe it was Tip O'Neill who said, tell the truth the first time, then you don't have to remember what you said. And, uh, you know, truer words, I think, have not been spoken. So Goldstone said that Don Jr.'s attorneys called and asked if he could help them understand his recollection of the events of the meeting. And then they sent him a proposed statement, which said, you know what, if you feel comfortable sending this out, send it out. And again, I don't need somebody else's lawyers to write up a statement about what occurred at something I was at. I know it. I can do it myself. It looks like they're trying to put words in his mouth or at least uh, his pen or their pen to his paper. Yeah, you know, no pressure or anything, but say this. 
and and possibly the biggest goober in this entire administration is Jared Kushner. And you know, he had told in the past to the Senate Judiciary Committee that he arrived at the meeting late, that he left it early because you know, it was basically just a big waste of time. Yeah, back when he but was again, the adult in the room. Yeah, what what happened? He just sits there and he takes it, and, and they've said it over and over again. If somebody goes down, there's a good chance it'll be it'll be Jared, and we'll get more uh, to that later about what Rudy Giuliani thinks about Jared. But Goldstone uh, said Kushner was actually there for the whole meeting. He said after a few minutes of this labor presentation, uh, Jared Kushner, who was sitting right next to me, appeared somewhat agitated by this and said, "I really have no idea what you're talking about. Can you please focus a bit more and maybe just start again?" And I recall that she began the presentation exactly where she had begun it the last time, almost word for word, which seemed by his body language to infuriate him even more. That doesn't sound like somebody who came in late and left early. No. You know, th- this whole thing uh, is a foul to me. But again, you know, we've got to wait until all the facts come out. But they certainly seem to be pointing in a particular direction. Yeah, and there were 2,500 pages released. Uh, these are the initial things that came out just before we went on the air, some of the quick stories we were able to read and ascertain. So, I mean, there's there's more out there. I'm sure there'll be more released. And, again, it all just does not look good for the Trump administration. I, I, I've said it before. I said it earlier today. How many coincidences can we take? Um Pretty soon, they're not coincidences. They're just a, a pattern, uh, and uh, the pattern is the Trump administration is dirty and doing things wrong. Well, there's a reason why the president has proclaimed he likes uneducated people because they don't call him on this. Exactly. They they love him and they listen to whatever he says. Uh, but you know, I I will give Trump some credit. He did get the three hostages back from North Korea, and that's a good thing. You know, we're not going to crap at him for that. Uh, but but there's been additional problems after that. So he got them back. Everything was hunky dory. They were going to set up a meeting with Kim Jong Un in June in Singapore. Uh, but hold on, Kevin, hold your horses. That may not be actually happening. Uh, yesterday, North Korea said the sum is at risk because of a joint military exercise between the U.S. and South Korea. Uh, they said the United States will have to have to undertake careful consider uh, deliberations about the fate of the planned North Korea-U.S. summit in light of this provocative military ruckus jointly con- uh, conducted by South Korean and the authorities. I love that they called a ruckus, but uh, I, I, I don't think are any of us surprised this is happening that, or that it may not happen. Yeah, no. What are they? Wu-Tang Clan? They bring the ruckus here? Is that Wu-Tang? <laughs> I think it's Wu-Tang. Oh, that is Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to Hey, yeah, we, we deleted. <laughs> yeah. Um, North Korea has played this game in the past with different administrations. They act like they're going to do something and then they pull out. I mean, this is just par for the course. And what's dangerous here is, and we're going to talk about the Iran deal and what happened there in a little bit. Um, but as we know, Trump pulled out of the Iran deal uh, and he's going to end up making a deal here in North Korea that's as good as that deal or worse. And he's going to do it because he has to save face. After he proclaimed uh, this was happening, after people were saying he deserves the Nobel Peace Prize, if he doesn't get something done, it's going to be egg all over his face. And if we know anything, Trump would rather do something that makes him look good than that is something that's good for the country. Yeah, I was going to say, I might want to hold off on giving him that Nobel Prize uh, just yet. I saw a cartoon yesterday that was – he won the Nobel Prize for fiction, and uh, you know, that's something he could be getting. You know, no one spins a yarn quite like Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, And this is going to be, I'm sure, developing over the next few days and over the next couple of weeks because uh, we are about – I think we're just about a month away from the proposed date for this meeting in Singapore. Uh, and if it happens, great. If, if they can get them to denuclearize, great. I mean – 
yes, we, we don't necessarily want wins for Donald Trump because we don't want him to be reelected, but getting rid of the uh, nuclear weapons in North Korea is a win for us. It's a win for the world, and I don't think anybody should be against that. Well, it begs the question here. If you're trying to denuclearize North Korea, do you think it's a wise idea to run joint military operations you know, that close to North Korea? That's going to make them feel real confident they can give up on their nuclear weapons. Well, here's the scary part uh, about the deal we may make. I, I, I don't know if it was bold. I've, I've heard people talking about this recently, that uh, the deal may be on the table that they can uh, take away some of their missiles so that they can't attack the United States. That's not going to make South Korea. That's not going to make Japan feel good about things. And if we go in there just trying to cover our own butts, well, to me, that's not much of a that's not much of a deal at all. Because you know, we've said this before, you know, we're America, and the way we look at it is that we're there to help the world, not just save our own sorry butts. And I, I think you either have to go uh, all the way or, or not at all. I don't know. <sighs> so. Kevin, this is, the, this is the funny thing. I actually want to talk about this first, but then way too many things popped up and it got pushed down the list. Uh, but on our last show, you had a theory about Rudy Giuliani, and uh, you know maybe he was trying to you know help get rid of Trump from the inside. Uh, but since then, Rudy's really lost his mind. Do you, do you still think that theory is a possibility? Yeah, no, not so much anymore. He seems to be unraveling uh, faster than you, you can say boo. Yeah, I mean, it was almost, I think, directly after we posted our last podcast, uh, Rudy started his media blitz. He went on to Hannity uh, and said uh, that Cohen paying Stormy Daniels $130,000 uh, would turn out to be perfectly legal, not a violation of campaign finance law. He said that they funneled it through a law firm and then the president repaid it. And to me, that's where the, the problem pops up. First of all, when you're talking about legal terms and people being in trouble, saying something was funneled, it does not sound good. It sounds dirty. It sounds like you're doing something illegal. Yeah, not a good look at all. And, and second, Trump previously said no when he was asked if he knew anything about the payment. So Giuliani admitted on live TV that Trump knew about the payment uh, when Trump had repeatedly denied this in the past. Yeah, and again, as, as usual, right, there's video evidence of this on board Air Force One on April 5th telling a reporter that he was unaware of the payment. In, you know, but it doesn't matter. It only happens. That's fake news. Even though there's a video of it, it's fake news. Never happened. Uh, I mean, Giuliano was trying to say that Trump reimbursing Cohen cleared him of campaign finance violations, but it just blew up in his favor. And the Washington Post had pointed out that it's still not okay if you do that. You can't take a massive unreport, unreported loan from a campaign. Yeah. Uh, there are rules. This isn't now. Yeah, you and I ran for office, Jess, right? And we learned firsthand about campaign finance, right? This is <laughs> yeah. that was not above board. I mean, everything, every little penny that is spent needs to be documented. I mean, back in my days in D.C., I spent many a t many an hour at the FEC dropping off filings and and reports that you have to say, you know, what did we pay? Who, who did we lobby for? How much money did we get for? They're there for a reason. There are laws uh, for a reason. Uh, Giuliani also made this really bizarre comment about Ivanka and Jared that I alluded to earlier. Uh, he said that he wouldn't stand for Mueller going after Ivanka. He goes, Ivanka Trump? I think I would get in my charger and go right into their office with a lance if they go after Ivanka. But then when it came to Jared, he said, you know, Jared's a fine man, you know that. Uh, but men are, you know, disposable. But a fine woman like Ivanka, come on. A strange, <laughs> sick obsession almost on par with her own father's, I would say. Really, I mean, I don't like joking about this kind of stuff. But it, it's like he has dementia or something. He's like lost his mind. I mean, the, the things he goes out there and says to people – no rational person would say that unless you're a complete moron. And, you know, Rudy may be a lot of things, but he's been around in the public eye for a long yeah. time. I don't know if he's a moron. <laughs> America's mayor, ladies and gentlemen.
Oh man, what what a what a mighty fall that was. He, you know, when you have that kind of good PR, just go away and you'll have that forever instead of this, you know, this all happening. Um so you know, and I, Ivanka, she works in the White House. She's fair game for Mueller. Uh and to say otherwise is just first of all, it's sexist. You can't go after her cuz she's a woman. Uh, you know, this is 2018. Uh, we're equal, man. They got the right to vote, and they can go down and go to jail just like any other man can, too, if they're being corrupt. That's right. Sure can if she acted outside yeah. of the law. Yeah, yeah. And so the next morning, Julian went on Fox and Friends where he made another mistake. You know, earlier that day, Trump had said he had reimbursed Cohen through a monthly retainer and said that it had nothing to do with the campaign. But then just a few minutes later on the show, Giuliani explicitly linked the payment to the election. He said, imagine if that came out on October 15, 2016, in the middle of the last debate with Hillary Clinton. Cohen didn't even ask. Cohen made it go away. He didn't even ask. So he's basically saying that Stormy Daniels was paid so that it wouldn't affect the election. Oops again. Mm. Yes. It, again, comes as no surprise to any sane individual who is watching this objectively. Like, it, it, And, you know, Kevin, I am no fan. Well, I'm, fan, I'm a fan of impersonating her, but I'm no real fan of Sarah Huckabee Sanders. And she's been denying this stuff for months. So you can look at it a couple ways. Either Trump lied to her or she lied for Trump. And either way, how could she continue to work for him? I mean, she makes her he makes her look stupid. Uh, she doesn't accept that. So I guess, you know, she can't realize that or refuses to realize that. But he makes her look stupid that she, you can't be trusted. And if you're the person, you're the voice of the administration, you have to be trusted. Yeah, well, we already know that her credibility was suspect to begin with, and this just, you know, further uh, puts it in the trash. Yeah. So then, you know, Giuliani went on George Stephanopoulos' show, and Giuliani didn't rule out Trump pleading the fifth. Um, he said he discussed it in the past. And guess what? You know, Trump has spoken at length on what he thinks about people who take the fifth. He thinks they're guilty, uh, except for when it happens to him. Uh, Julian also claimed the $130,000. It wasn't a real payment. It was a nuisance payment. You know, now, what person would go away for $130,000? That's not very much money. Oh, it shows how the elites think. Oh, yes. You know, a drop in the bucket. So, you know, Giuliani has tried to walk back some of his comments on Cohen, complain, uh, complaining that Trump uh, never reimbursed him for the Daniels. But, you know, just a rumor, but Stephanopoulos pointed out to Rudy that, no, it's a fact. You've said this stuff before. And he basically says, you know, maybe I did. I don't know. How do you separate facts from opinion? Oh, pretty well, easily, pretty I'd much, say. Yeah, that pretty much uh, sums up this White House. Uh, you know, facts are facts when you want them to be facts. And they're just opinions or fake news when you don't want them to be. Alternative yeah. facts. And who knows what Rudy may say next. Um, he's out there. I, I saw something in the news that he just said something recently. Of course, I didn't get a chance to get to it because we have so much news to cover. So I'm sure we'll talk about that in the coming weeks. And I think Trump, I read today that uh, he did re or did put in a new disclosure form saying that he did uh, pay back Cohen for the uh, over $100,000. And we know why now. So, uh, you know, just more, more winning in the White House. Uh, just the best people they hire, the very best. All they do is win, 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 no matter what. <laughs> uh, so as we mentioned a few minutes ago uh, last week, Trump announced that he's going to withdraw from the United, the United States from the Iran deal. Uh, you know, this fulfills a big Trump uh, campaign promise, but it hurts our relationship across the world, hurts our relationship with our European allies. It kills off just another Obama-era accomplishment, and that's really all he's interested in, just stopping things Obama did. Yeah, it's the entirety of the Trump Republican agenda. 
And it's sad. I understand you can not like things, and you can not even like a president, but uh, not thinking and just doing it because you don't like the previous president or because he made fun of you at the uh, White House Press Association dinner you know, six, seven years ago, uh, that's, that's pretty weak. Um, British Prime Minister Theresa May, French President Emmanuel Macron, uh, German Chancellor Angela Merkel, uh, they all issued a joint statement denouncing Trump's decision and said they are urging Iran to continue to meet its own obligations under the deal. Uh, and we've seen some signs that it actually may happen. Um, but these are the people, you know, we always say with England, we have a special relationship with them. These are some of our closest allies, and we're basically just telling them, screw off. Uh, we don't care. We're going it alone. Yeah, well, we saw how well that worked with, uh, you know, George W. You know, you'd think we would have learned our lesson by now, um, the whole you either with us or against us. Well, guess what? The entire world is against us on this issue uh, and on things like the Paris uh, Climate Agreement. And uh, the Trump White House just doesn't care. They're going to do what they want to do. And Obama, you, I, I always praise George W. Bush on how he handles being a former president. I think Obama has followed suit very well. Uh, they, they keep some of their criticism down there, even as much as they may want to say something, you know, they don't. But he's even come out and said, yeah, this is misguided and could lead to war in the Middle East. But, uh, you know, assuming he's not in jail, we have Jared to take care of the Middle East. So, uh, nobody, it's not like anything happened this weekend in the Middle East except for in Israel where people are getting shot. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, you know, no less uh, causing a war than moving our embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, but, you know, yeah. say la vie. It's, it's just insane. And, you know, we've said this uh, in previous shows. Internal in- inspectors, which include U.S. officials, have said that Iran is in compliance with all the terms of the agreement. Uh, they're doing everything they were supposed to do, everything they said they were going to do. Uh, but as we keep repeating, uh, Trump is so hell-bent on tr- overturning anything Obama does, he doesn't care about facts. Um, you know, fake news doesn't apply to him. And that's really sad for our country because – um, this is again the, the deal. Much like the uh, Affordable Care Act, may not be perfect, but it's better than was there before, and it's better than nothing. And uh, rather than working to make it better, you just scrap it, and uh, it, the hell storm that comes with that is just really unfortunate. Yeah, but sadly, though, Trump's perspective on the Middle East is suspect at best. According to Khaled El-Gindi, a fellow at the Brookings Institute's Center for Middle East Policy, who was quoted in a CNBC article this week saying that the Trump administration has shown, quote-unquote, real fundamental lack of understanding of the Israel-Palestinian conflict. He doesn't get it. And yet the policy decisions he's making are are causing havoc the world over. When you want your briefing memos to be one page with graphs and pictures, how could you possibly have a grasp on what's happening? Uh, he doesn't know because he doesn't want to know. And that's something that I found with Trump supporters. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to be crapping on you if you're a Trump supporter, but I found a lot of hardcore Trump supporters. They love not to know. You know, they 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 don't they don't care about the truth. They want to know their own truth. And uh, whether that's the right thing or not, yeah, who cares? Again, he loves the uneducated. He loves the ignorant because yeah, he can yeah. he can fool them. He can uh, pull the wool over their eyes. And I think that that mustachioed fool John Bolton is probably in seventh heaven right yeah, now. The so chicken hawk, you mean? Yeah, you know, he, he wants to go to war. And, uh, and he's the only human being, I think, I think we said this last episode, that still thinks there was absolutely nothing wrong with the with the war in Iraq. Um, he, you know, he would still have done it over exactly the same way. Uh, it's it's not good. Tell you but, what, but since, since he wants war so much, why don't you sign him up? Put a pair of boots on him, send him overseas. Oh, no, 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 no. That's that's for your children, Kevin, don't you know? It's for other people's children, at least. That's what joining the Maryland National Guard in the 60s is for, buddy. 
But there is some good news on the horizon. The Iranian president said that if the remaining five countries continue to abide by the agreement, Iran will remain in the deal despite the will of America. And, you know, I understand people may not be happy with Iran when they were burning American flags in Congress or Parliament or wherever the hell they have in Iran. Uh, But it's good news that they're going to stick with it, as of now at least, if these other countries do, because it's still a good deal for us. uh, And uh, plus it will just upset Trump a little more, which I, I can't be upset with. Well, and it, it speaks to the disparity between the two countries. You know, we, we like to think that we're better off than them. But no, at least their leadership is acting more level-headed if they're willing to stay in the agreement as long as other countries do. And the really weird thing I see it with uh, people who are against the deal or people who are very pro-Trump is – you go look at these liberals. They want to. Uh, they want to love countries like Iran, and they you know, list off all of the bad things that happen in Iran. And guess what? Yeah, Iran is far from perfect. There are a lot of issues uh, that go on that need to be uh, reformed and changed and stopped. Uh, but it doesn't change the fact that having a nuclear deal with them is good for us. It's not a one-to-one comparison. Those are the kind of arguments that we just need to stop. So John McCain's been in the news a lot lately, and as we know, he's undergoing treatment for brain cancer. Uh, And last week, a New York Times uh, reporter wrote an article that McCain has requested that Mike Pence attend the funeral, but not Trump. And, you know, that certainly makes sense. Uh, Trump has said some horrible things about McCain, has he not? Well, he certainly Uh, has. You know, (laughs) I I don't even care to repeat many of them. Yeah, and and I don't think any of us can forget I saw it live at like two in the morning, the thumbs down, which ended the uh, the repeal of the ACA. So uh, there's no love between uh, McCain and Trump. And guess what? If you're going to die and, you know, unfortunately, it doesn't look like McCain you know, will win this battle in the long run. Um, you should be able to set set uh, some rules about who's going to be coming to your funeral. Uh, and the request for Trump not going there really upset Orrin Hatch and Orrin Hatch who I used to kind of like, I mean, going back to the college papers, I wrote a paper on him, and, uh, you know, I never loved him, but I I respected him enough, but he has become uh, such a sycophant to Trump in the last year and a half, two years or so, it really is sad, Uh, and he said, you know, he's the president of the United States, and he's a very good man, yeah, okay, Um, but it's up to McCain, I think John should have his own wishes fulfilled with regard to who attends his funeral, um, you know, you shouldn't be putting pressure on a guy like that at this moment in his life. You know, you can do whatever he wants, but he really should do it. He's the president. It's not cool. Yeah, pipe down, Senator Hatch. If the president talked to you that way, you'd feel the same. Exactly. And, uh, you know, Trump doesn't belong there. I don't think he'd be welcome uh, even if he tried to go. Uh, but that's not even the worst thing that happened in the last couple of weeks with John McCain. Uh, Trump aide Kelly Sadler apparently joked that John McCain's opposition to CIA nominee Gina Haspel didn't matter because, you know, he's dying anyways. And, you know, no one's denying this. That's the crazy part. No one's saying, oh, you know, this is fake news. They, they're not denying it happened. They just don't care. No, nor are they apologizing for such an inappropriate and tasteless attempt at humor. It's you know, I understand there can be gallows humors sometimes in these kind of places, and uh, all they had to do was come out and immediately say, you know what, I should not have said this, it was wrong, I apologize, and it would have gone away probably, but you know, they, they don't do that. And, you know, Sarah Huckabee Sanders is very upset, and she yelled at her staff about this, but she's not angry because someone said it, she's angry because someone leaked it. No, oh, we know that's their M.O., but also uh, this week, CNN's Anderson Cooper is reporting that uh, potentially there are memos that circulate within the White House that require staffers to not apologize. Oh, God. 
because you know apologizing makes you weak, right? And I would I would say the opposite. Apologizing makes you strong because it shows you can admit your mistakes. It's those who can't admit their mistakes who are truly weak, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, but you know these leakers are being called traitors by the president of the United States, uh, where you know in, in different circumstances, who you know they may be called patriots for all you know. Um, this is a bipartisan issue, and I actually really, I mean, under sad circumstances, enjoy seeing this, that Republican senators, too, are very angry. I mean, McCain's BFF, Senator Graham, Lindsey Graham, is obviously pissed off. Uh, Senator Corker, a Republican from Texas, said uh, that he thinks an apology would be appropriate. Senator Kennedy uh, from Louisiana said, I think the administration should apologize. These are Republicans standing up to the White House saying, just say you're sorry, uh, but alas, it has not happened. Because Trump doesn't make mistakes. Nope. Uh, it was it was meant to happen, and uh, you know if, if, you know Trump agrees with that. Yeah, he'll be dead soon. You might you know Trump's upset. And I actually read an article about this that the White House is kind of pissed that McCain's not dying faster. They want him out of there. I, mean, I think they want him out of there before the election in November, so they can get someone in there and then run as an incumbent beforehand. And that's that's just disgusting, in my opinion. I mean, you, you may not like his policies, uh, but McCain served. He was in. He was a prisoner of war, and he. He's been a senator for many, many years. Show him at least that. And, you know, by the way, Kevin, there's this rumor going around. It's been going around for a long time, but it's popped back up that they called him, uh, you know, singing singing John or the canary of Hanoi, Hanoi Hilton or something that said he was giving it. And that's total BS. Uh, but the right is right now ready to crap all over his legacy uh, just so that they don't have to take a hit. And again, that's very, very sad. Yeah, well, you know, great idea. Stop being such a classless jerk and you won't have to worry about what you say being leaked. It's really amazing when in previous administrations, if someone made a faux pas and you're like, oh, they shouldn't have said that. That's like child's play now to what comes out of the White House. Uh, it, it's going to be crazy when the next administration comes in if they can course correct, whether we go back to how things used to be or whether it, you know, the dam has been broken and the water is flooding on out and uh, you, know, you can't, can't put that back in. Huh? I, I long for that day. Yeah, we can only hope. Yes. Uh, the final thing I want to discuss here is uh, Gina Haspel. We mentioned her a few minutes ago, and we've discussed her in previous episodes. So she's Trump's nominee to run the CIA. Uh, and last week she came uh, under some scrutiny and had faced some tough questions from senators during a confirmation hearing. Uh, you remember, this is the person who back in 2002 uh, said she had oversight of secret black sites in Thailand uh, where suspected terrorists were subjected to waterboarding and other forms of torture. Uh, and, and during the hearing, she said the decision to destroy the tapes, uh, which were uh, of the torture, uh, was made along with CIA lawyers who said there was no legal requirement to maintain the tapes. Of course, it makes it look like you're hiding something. And, and that she wouldn't re-implement detention and interrogation programs, even if ordered so by the president. So at least that's something good to hear. Yeah, she just can't imagine why John McCain isn't a fan. Really, I mean, this guy lives through torture, but they don't believe waterboarding is torture. Uh, but if you, I think recently, I don't know if he was a former Marine, but he was also like an MMA guy, uh, made a video of himself being waterboarded and said it wasn't torture, but he wasn't really being waterboarded. The way If you see people, uh, Chris, Christopher Hitchens, who I love, he passed away a few years ago. Um, he was kind of a jerk, but he had strong points of view. And he had said in the past that waterboarding wasn't torture, and they waterboarded him, and he was out within like five seconds and didn't even remember like like saying stop because it was that bad. Yeah. When you're doing it to yourself, it doesn't count because you have the ultimate control over when you stop. When someone else is doing it to you, that is torture. 
Yeah. When, when you feel like you're drowning and are afraid you may actually do that, well, yeah, um, I, I would I would fold in an instant, but uh, it doesn't mean I'm going to be telling you what you want to hear. I'm going to be telling whatever you want to hear want to hear to stop you know it's a uh, you're not getting the truth you're just getting anything uh that you think is going to stop the torture and that's just you know not going to be very helpful um so when being questioned by california senator kamala harris uh, ha- uh haspel wouldn't directly answer the repeated question about whether she thought the post 9-11 interrogation techniques were immoral and it got a little tense there uh you know harris wanted a yes or no answer and haspel was really just sidestepping the question and i think you're going to see uh, see Harris get a little tougher on these questions as we go forward because there's a possible presidential run in her future, and you got to make sure that she's, uh, you know, putting stating her case and being tough. Yeah, you know, look, I'll take it from anybody as long as they're going to be tough and and really ask yeah. the tough questions. This is what needs to happen. You need to vet people before they are given the positions that they're put into. Uh, when you don't, uh, the consequences are are there and they're real. And you said you have to vet them because on paper. She looks qualified. She's a career CIA agent. She has more than 30 years with the agency. When you start delving deep into I mean, is that someone we want to be representing us? Uh, we've heard it time and time again that we've tried to close the chapter on that dark time uh, in our in our history and in our intelligence communities when they're doing things like that. Uh, and it's really interesting to me you know, who Trump likes. Uh, you know, he, sometimes career workers are, you know, they're the, the swamp, they need to be drained. But when they're people who agree with him, he wants to keep them around and, and promote them. And again, there's, there's no consistency with the presidency of Donald Trump. No, he only traded one swamp for another. No, yeah. Um, so reportedly, by the way, these tapes that were destroyed uh, showed a sus- uh, suspected terrorist being waterboarded 83 times, suspended from hooks at the ceiling, and forced into a coffin for hours on a time. And, you know, I love Jack Bauer in 24, uh, but that's a TV show. You can't do that stuff in real life. I, I know um, when I was younger, I would say I, I was a little more pro-torture, I would say. You know, not that I'm in favor of torture, but I would say, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But I've gotten older. You, know, you know, It doesn't always work. And we have to be held up to a higher standard and that, you know, the United States of America can't be doing that stuff regardless of what other people do. No, not unless we want our POWs treated that way. You know, again, see John McCain. And life should not be tit for tat. You shouldn't be like, well, they did that. So we're going to do this back just to spite them. No, um, we're better than that. We really are. So, you know, will she be confirmed? Uh, You know, Rand Paul has said he'll oppose her, but, you know, he always just folds a cheap card table. Well, maybe he's tougher now since his neighbor beat him up, though. Yeah, maybe. John McCain said he may not even vote, but, you know, we can imagine how he feels about this. Um, Doug Jones, who just won the special election in Alabama, uh, said he would not vote for her. But my former Senator Warner, who actually is from uh, his hometown is where we both live right now, I said he will vote for her. So who the heck knows what's going to happen? I'm. I'm guessing she probably will get confirmed one way or the other. A lot of the uh, senator, Democratic senators in uh, red states who are facing re-election will probably do it because they don't—they're afraid if they don't, they won't—they won't get reelected in the fall. Yeah, last I read this afternoon, uh, reports are looking like she will be confirmed. So it should come as as no surprise if she does. Yeah. Uh, and if she does get confirmed, she'd be the first woman to leave the CIA. And I, I don't know, this led to a ridiculous statement by Sarah Huckabee Sanders, one of many she's made, that any Democrat who claims to support women's empowerment and our national security but opposes her nomination is a total hypocrite. First of all, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Uh, that entire administration is, are hypocrites. Uh, but you can't say, oh, if you support women and women's rights, you have to vote for her simply because she's a woman. That's exactly the wrong thing. You know, people should be treated equal, not special. 
Right. Again, uh, rest our case at the entire White House and staff is hypocritical, but. Mm-hmm. And there are people who like her. There are people who don't like her. Uh, there's more than 50 former national security officials, both Republican and Democrat, uh, have endorsed her in a letter since the Intelligence Committee. Uh, 100 retired admirals and generals are against her. So uh, there's opposition and uh, on both sides. And we'll see what happens. It's going to happen in the next week or so, I think. Um, like I said, we, we should probably get confirmed, and uh, we'll just to keep an eye on her to make sure this stuff does not happen again. It can't happen again. Again, uh, Defense Secretary James Mattis, a retired Marine Corps general, has said he was more successful with a pack of cigarettes and some beer than using torture to get suspected terrorists to talk. So there are other methods. All right, Kevin, what do you have for Kevin's quarter this week? Well, Jesse, America as a nation cannot exist in isolation. We are the leaders of the free world. Yet we fulfilled this role because of our ability to guide other nations toward the ideals of democracy. However, the current president has seen fit to exit the United States from an international climate agreement, as well as from a deal which limits Iran's ability to produce nuclear energy for anything other than a source of electricity. Backing away from these agreements does not serve the U.S. well. We coexist in this planet with many other nations, some of which do not embody the same democratic beliefs, yet we must still strive towards shared responsibility towards humanity. Backing out of these deals threatens not only the future of the planet, it threatens the safety and security of a world in which countries of differing perspectives and competing economies can still civilly negotiate in order to heal rifts that divide them. To back away from the table, content simply to settle a political score against the opposing political party in an attempt to undo the legacy of a more forward-thinking leader is puerile and irresponsible action. As always, Kevin, very well said. So uh, if between now and when this gets posted, more stuff has happened. I'm sorry we haven't covered it yet. Uh, on the next show, it seems to be nonstop, as we mentioned before. But, you know, I had a good time, Kevin, today. It's going to be back after a week off. Um, so much news to happen, and I only want to talk about it with you, Kevin. Oh, well, gee, thanks, but I appreciate that, and I enjoy— You're my ride or die. <laughs> I enjoy discussing these topics of import with you as well, my friend. <laughs> well, uh, remember to go to our website at grabthembythepod.com to find a whole bunch of information out about the two of us and this podcast. And uh, until next time, Kevin, it's been fun. Later. Later.